This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host Corliss is a modern day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it, my name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled and deep inside I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This episode is being brought to you by Lori Renton of LR Future. Do you ever wish that you had a healthier relationship with money? Are you clear on your personal values or how they affect your relationship with money? We cannot put a price on the love we have for a child or the feeling that we get when we see rays of sunshine piercing through the clouds. And even though prices signal value in the market system, they do not measure value in our human system. Your money follows your values. Lori is here to guide you on how to embrace the connection between your personal journey and your financial dreams, bringing your values and vision together. With Lori's values mapping system, you can become clearer on your own personal values and create a healthier relationship with money. Money and finances can be difficult subjects to talk about, but when you are clear on what you value, it opens up possibilities that may not have been visible before. Lori is here to help you through that process. Feel free to get in touch with Lori on LR Future Facebook page or contact her via email at Lori at LRFuture.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at L-R-F-U-T-U-R-E dot com. This is episode 030, The Identity Crisis, Five Steps to Taking Your Power Back with Candace Beasel. Have you ever asked yourself, who am I? Perhaps you have defined yourself by the roles that you play, the many hats that you wear, or maybe you have felt lost or confused after a significant struggle or challenging time in your life. The definition of identity crisis is a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure typically due to change in their expected aims or role in society. When we study the definition, it's clear. Everyone will experience this at some point in their lives, but it does not need to define you. As a wise person once said, don't let your struggle become your identity. 
As we journey through life, there will be challenge and change, that's certain. And sometimes you may feel a little bit lost about who you are. And when these things happen, just embrace it and recognize that it's normal. But we always have a choice to grow through the experience and that is where your power is. Today's guest is one of the most inspiring women I have ever met. She has suffered significant trauma and challenge and instead of being victim to it, she accepted the disruption and became more from it. Candace Fiesel is the founder of My Life Planner, owner and director of operations for the Style Academy, co-founder of Saskatchewan Fashion Week, and a founder stylist at Sheer Escape Salon and Spa. And I am proud to say she has also become a dear friend. The base of this young mother business professional's success is deeply rooted in her strong values, passion for life, and tireless commitment to contribute to positive change and living a fulfilled life. Her list of accomplishments continues to grow as she is always looking for the next big idea or collaboration. While inspired to build and sustain Saskatchewan's creative industries, she has blazed entrepreneurial trails with a solid track record of investing in people, supporting communities, and advancing an industry that she loves. Yet her personal path has not been the easiest of life's roads. She has overcome challenges that have shaped her into who she is today, and she passionately shares and inspires others with the strength that she has gained. I'm really excited that our guest is here with us today. I've known Candace not that long, just for a few years, and from the moment that I met her, I felt she was someone really extra special. So Candace, sincere thanks for taking the time to join us here today. Yes, it feels great to be here with you, Corliss. Such a relevant topic we're talking about today, too. I'd really love it if you'd kind of begin there. So tell us just a little bit about you and why this topic is something that you're really passionate about. Absolutely. Well, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years, primarily in the beauty industry. I have a hair salon and an academy where we teach beauty, hair, makeup, nails, aesthetics, and advanced aesthetics now. And my passion for personal and professional development led me to speaking and hosting my own workshops, and then ultimately a retail collection of planners and journals that have been solely created from my healing journey and being an entrepreneur. So naturally that pushes me towards what, what inspired the planners and journals and building curriculum around it was the identity crisis of transitioning through all the roles that I play in my life. And so that five steps to taking your power back came to me because it's it's really simplifying that, you know, when you're embracing vulnerability and you're going to have that real talk, I did it behind the chair as a hairstylist for 18 years. And that was one-on-one real conversation. And I don't know one person that went through life without feeling a disruption of uncertainty. And it's becoming more common to be conversation on a routine and you know sharing that we go to counseling or sharing that we need support and really removing the judgment from living life in our trueness so it's it's really a great connection tool and i think our youth need to see our adults leading from that place of connection and caring deeply about the topics that aren't surface level 
Mm -hmm. That real conversation piece, like we're just stepping into that, I think, in our world right now. So from your perspective, so for the audience, you know, that really doesn't even understand what is an identity crisis, would you be able to kind of explain from your perspective what you feel it is? Yeah, I, I feel it stems from overwhelm. Uh, something's disruptive or changing in your life. You have uncertainty or confusion. You're faced with really big decisions and you're dancing between the, you know what, yes, I'm going to do this or no, that just doesn't quite feel right. It's against my values and choosing you can be a big conflict for that instead of choosing to serve others, which can lead to that. And often serving from all the roles that we play and not, a, not enough time to self-connect. We're choosing others over ourselves and not putting our own mask on first is a common term we hear. But I really believe there's many different variations of when we will hit this space. It can be hormonal. It could be, you know, a loss or a trauma or uh, having a child or losing a child or having them transition out of your home. It's just so many layers that each everyone will go through uniquely and it, there's no comparing it's just the experience of how we handle that that can feel like something we navigate in a healthy way and we celebrate the growth we experience or we navigate it where it becomes that weight daily and we choose to keep it and carry it and there's no resolution that we feel and we stay in that crisis. Hmm. And I think crisis is a really um, very descriptive word and actually really explains it. I think a lot of times uh, women especially are defined by our roles. Like I'm a mom, I'm a career person, I own a business, I'm a wife. Like we're defined by those things, right? Absolutely. So have you experienced identity crisis yourself? Like you kind of referenced it a little bit, but do you want to tell us a story about that? Yes. I, you know, mine was really unexpected. It was at a peak time of my life. I was experiencing success at 21. I opened my first hair salon. I'd really worked hard on training and leadership through Dale Carnegie and building a team. And, and in that first eight months, I, experienced a domestic assault uh, from my ex-fiance and that trauma was uprooting my whole world. I, I had to learn to walk and talk and eat and see again. I had to just take care of my health and be with my family and let my team run my business. And I never seen this coming. I just gotten started. So that was, that was the first initial rock my world experience where life was never the same and I was never going to be the same. So I needed to navigate it in a way where I kept putting one foot forward. And I think with trauma, that's all we have as an option. We didn't choose it, but we still have to face it. So my experience through that, I think strengthened me in a way I could have never imagined had I not accepted it early on and said, this isn't going to be a story of pain, it's going to be a story of resilience. And I chose it and I went after that. And then I experienced a lot of growth and success after I chose that healthy mindset. I went after living, um, living and working smarter, not harder. I 
continued education. I went to consultants. I started to honor my body with regular massage and regular trainers that supported my health. And that work-life balance was more invited in. And I just transitioned to fulfillment. I chose to experience joy. And then I had children and two children back to back within 16 months as I was opening and expanding a second business. And it just rocked my world. I, I was trying to live all these roles and uh, the and a second unexpected pregnancy and expansion. And, and I just kind of got rocked. And this was the second experience of saying like, you know, I know where all my roles are, but who am I now in this? I, I'm constantly in a serving space. There's no time left for me. So that was, that was a significant, significant transition for me. Hmm. You're such an inspiration. You really are. And you know, you got me thinking about different times in my life that I felt like my, like I went into identity crisis and one of them was actually when I worked in my direct sales organization to earn the position of regional vice president and I just worked really hard for that and I really um, aspired to that. It, it, it took many years to get there and I got there and it was a big celebration. However, six months later I, I lost the title and didn't keep the structure and I spent the next year really floundering with like who am I in this business then? If I'm not, you know, a regional vice president influencing and leading other women, then who am I? And it was interesting because that was a hard period of my life. And yet it had so many gifts because I really learned at that point that you don't need a title to lead. Like I shifted my identity to, I don't need a title to be of influence. I can actually be an influence by who I am, how I show up and how I serve others. Uh, I, you nailed that so much. I think that leadership is not a title. It's, it's following the purpose and passion of your life. And when you're connecting and leading from there, you spread infectious love and joy and energy because you're, you're honoring that truth and that desire within you. No one can really compete with that. Oh, so true. So true. So let's talk about the different steps. Like, how can how can they get there? Like if if the audience is there, if they're that person that's like, I don't know who I am. I feel like I'm in an identity crisis. What can they do? Absolutely. So so the five steps to taking your power back. Why I word it in that way is because my recent my most recent disruption no longer really feels. I don't identify it like it's a crisis. Suddenly I started feeling like, no, I'm just living my truth and I'm trusting this guidance within. I'm actually not in crisis. I'm in transition. And I could really just feel peace amongst the unknown. I didn't feel this need to know the future with so much certainty anymore. Uncertainty actually became an adventure. And everywhere I looked, I was having this calmness and I was just had this new mantra that kept coming to me, especially through COVID with my team, uh, leading my team, I would just keep saying, trust the process. And uh, that has just been a real grounding space. So how I got there 
it was not through the trauma. I did. I didn't experience that, you know, comfort within that and healing that first run, but I learned. And with my children after my second child and going through that postpartum transition, you know, I, I, I gained strength. I gained awareness and I learned, but I really wasn't in that peaceful place yet. And I had to reach this immense pain threshold. And that came December, 2017. I just, I knew there was a deep void. There was something missing. I was experiencing a lot of success in my professional life, but I was being, I had this weight in my personal life, even though I had all these great things surrounding me. So on my youngest second birthday, I went um, just, it was really tough. We threw his party before I left because I was going to be gone for it. And we had this big onesie party and celebrated him. And I was gone for six days to the Tony Robbins Date with Destiny seminar. It was my second seminar of his that I had chosen to go to. And I think that's step one is just claiming that you need the help and going and making time for it. And when I returned after that seminar, I, I remember the, the music was so powerful and the energy of who you built friendships with was so powerful. And there was one song that always said, life will never be the same. And it kind of reminded me of after my trauma, how he said, you know what, life's never going to be the same, but in a different context. This was like the power of life is never going to be the same. So step one, after I kind of moved forward to this healing journey and, and I started speaking and sharing, I never had that courage for 14 years of my healing journey to share my experience through trauma. And I finally had that and started sharing the tools of my life planner and speaking. And it was because I, step one, accepted disruption and I chose to observe when I was justifying or denying or blaming or shaming myself or others and created self-awareness and I think that's the power of the first step step is disruption accepted you now have some awareness around what it is you're you're accepting it and you're starting to identify the patterns maybe that you're you're creating to cause and create that pain there's so much brilliance in what you said. So claim your, you need the help and then accept it. So good. Really, truly. What's the, the next part of it? So next is interrupting those unhealthy patterns. You've created awareness around them. Okay. Yeah. I accept you. I, I know that these are my patterns I'm doing. They aren't healthy. That's not how I want to be. So now I'm going to choose to create some healthy rituals and, and make them simple. So I can feel like I have a win every single day. So I'm going to plan for ideals, but not put this immense pressure that every single day, those ideals have to happen. And also expanding your circle and identifying who's surrounding you. Because unhealthy patterns can often be projected around who you're surrounding yourself by. Who are those? What are the lifestyles of those you're spending the most time with? And are there are they healthy for you? And is it where you want to go? Have you outgrown them? So expanding that circle and finding people that aren't like you and that challenge you and would maybe say something really honest to you that might not feel good at first, but help you identify where you want to grow. 
So is it fair to say then that the identity crisis, although we're reframing that, that it's an opportunity of growth, that we can really find, you know, something, something good that can come out of that experience? Absolutely. It's, it doesn't feel like it in the moment. So if someone's fresh in this, they're going to feel the weight or the judgment of maybe that, that statement. But of someone that's been through trauma and healed, and I'm on the other side years down the way, I, I didn't start there, but I did accept it. And I did repattern some of my unhealthy patterns. And I did expand my circle. And I asked, and looked for people that would challenge me. And it did start from consultants and coaches and those who challenged me, but taught me, I, I led with education. I love to learn and I love to work from a blank canvas and dream really big, like building nonprofit organization for Saskatchewan Fashion Week with two incredible leaders in our community. That was a life-changing experience where I grew so many relationships and one dear to me it was like she mentored me so well I felt like I earned a degree in those years we worked together so I just I had to get into that healthy pattern to gain the courage to follow these ideas that were and desires that were being planted in my heart and saying I can do these things I am not defined by that disruption or that pain or that pattern I'm in or I was in that past pain no longer exists and the future fear is not present in this moment it's just something to become aware of and connect to often so that you keep that strength momentum going Hmm. I just love this conversation so much because, you know, when, when I've been in different times in my life where it's just, it's, it's so hard, like, you know, it's a real challenge and, and something significant has happened. And a lot of times it's out of my control and I'm really struggling with it. That's kind of always my go-to is that I find people who have been through that and that can support me with that, that mentor me or I can learn from. And I really go into that place of educating myself like you've talked about, where it's like, hey, I don't know this. I don't know how to get out of this. And how, how can I? And then, you know, finding those people that are gonna love you no matter what, even if you're crying or you're a big mess or you just can't see the light because you're in it, finding those people who will sit with you and you know see you for the good that you are and definitely not judge you for being in that moment, like this is who you are, but recognizing that this is just an experience that you're in right now and that you will come through it. And, and uh, those people exist out there, they really do. And I've had several of those in my life and I'm so grateful for them. They really changed my life. Absolutely. And it's just sharing that with them, letting them know and, and celebrating the growth, you know, having that gratitude and writing it down and experiencing it. I've been thinking about the long winter ahead and the uncertainty of how much or how little we'll be able to see people. And to be honest, I've been a little worried about that. Connection is important for our overall mental and emotional well-being, and it concerns me that we may be limited as to how much we can do that. I keep asking myself what I can do to help. 
No one knows exactly what's coming or how the coronavirus will limit us from having our usual in-person gatherings. But that doesn't mean that connection can't happen. As a matter of fact, I have personally made some of the most amazing friends through the online space over the past few years. And belonging to powerful communities can be a great way for you to connect with even a wider group of people who share your values, passions, and aspirations. I've made a decision to focus much of my energy on the Corliss Co. monthly membership community. It offers you access to the theme of the month, a live group coaching session with me, a worksheet to apply the teaching to your life, and an entire community of positive, inspiring people to support you. I have big plans for this group, and until the end of 2020, I've made it totally affordable for everyone at just $20 a month. It will be worth every dollar. Visit Corliss.ca to join the Corliss Co. Coaching and Connection community today. Is that how you celebrate your journey? Do you write it down? Can you talk to us about how your process is and what you do? Absolutely. When there is there is something that is significant happening in my life, in order to accept that disruption, I need to have it on paper. Pen to paper has been powerful for me since I was really young. And I just kept that habit. I'm not someone that's journaling every night. Like I am more of an impulsive. I listen to when I need to. I rem- I know when it's like, oh, I need some time with pen and paper. It's not like I need to be around more people talking about it. I'm actually exhausted talking about it. I need it down on paper. So I let it go. And then once that is gone, then I can start to identify the unhealthy pattern. So that just takes you through step one, disruption accepted. Step two, interrupt the healthy patterns through self-awareness, you know, and then into stage three, where you're going to get curious and start to be creative about how life can look a little bit different now. And this is where I developed a uh, tool in our planet called turn your role person into a soul person. So you honor and identify all these roles, you know, the titles, the aunts, the uncle, you're, you know, you're a grandma, you're a, a teacher, you're uh, um, whatever it is that your roles are in your life, you're identifying those. And then you go to a blank canvas on another page and you start to say, well, who are you as a soul person? You know, what do you offer the world? Well, I'm, I've, fun, infectious energy. I'm really creative. I carry a ton of ideas. And you start to navigate all these great things that make you unique and they aren't identified or connected to your role. It's just simply um, describing words of who you are inside. And that's the curious, curious and creative stage in stage three. So the other part of accepting all of you is, is knowing that you can't be your turned on version at all times and give yourself permission to be multifaceted. So you have a triggered part of you that nobody has a place where they, they don't get angry. So why not identifying, describe and connect to who are you as an angry person? Okay. Well, when I'm angry, I shut down, you know, I'm going to, you know, run away. Um, or someone else is angry, they're going to start an argument and have to like keep pushing till it's finished and figured out. Everyone's going to have a different description of that triggered state. But when we can 
identify what that triggered state is, we now get to choose to have control of it. And we can say, okay, which person do I want to be right now? Do I want to go there or do I want to start building a way of coping when I'm in that state where I identify how, how I am and then I have a, a language planned that say, you know, I'm in a space right now that I don't feel like myself. I'm in a triggered space. Can I just ask for some boundaries right now so I can get into a place where I can conversate from a better state? And then you identify to, you know, your courageous leadership self and your feminine or nurturing self. And you keep building these characters in you and honoring them and getting curious about all the different versions of you and and understand that you have power within each one and none of them are shameful or not right or not enough you just have a lot of you to share with the world and you don't have to be in any one role at any given time you just get to play with it and experience life through these personalities and different multifaceted alter egos that are not like anyone else. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to get you to speak to alter egos, actually, because we hear that term and we might not really fully understand it. But, you know, you just reminded me of something that I've been working through. And actually, I, I went to Brene Brown and listened to some of her stuff when I recognized what was going on for me. Because one of the things that has happened to me over, you know, the course of my lifetime is I have a tendency to get really hurt um, by women. And what I mean by that is they don't mean to hurt me. It's just that I have, you know, back in my lifetime, I've been excluded from things. I feel very hurt. I get left behind. And that's just a part of a part of my life. And what I've recognized is as I get older and, uh, you know, this happened not even that long ago where it was like I felt that feeling of hurt and I was just kind of shut down. And what I realized was that how I respond to that trigger when something like that comes up again is that I completely disconnect. I almost alienate myself where it's like, okay, I'm just going to pull away because it's like a, a way of protecting myself or something. So I feel the hurt, I disconnect, and I've interrupted that by getting understanding why I feel that way or why do I do that? Like, why am I disconnecting and alienating myself? And Brene Brown helped me with that. And my step I'm thinking this is going to align with the steps that you described for us, is that I had to reframe it in my mind to a new truth. I almost had to look at what happened and instead of feeling hurt by that and then having that automatic response of what I usually do of disconnecting, I reframed it in my mind and went, actually, that person moved away out of my life because truly the relationships actually evolved. And, you know, they're going on their path and I'm going on my path. And it, it doesn't mean that I have to pull away and believe that I'm never going to have these relationships again or not allow myself to go there with someone else. That just reminds me, you know, the power of choice. That's what brings, it brings me to is alter egos becomes your power of choice. So you get to choose to feel victimized or in pain or you get to choose to see that you can forgive and feel grateful for the opportunity to grow, even if it's outside of something that you really wanted. Maybe it didn't feel right, but you can have this power of forgiveness, which releases you to freedom. And you can experience gratitude amongst things that are painful, but it's choice. And it's That's so true. 
you know, that's what they bring to you, right? Which Brene taught you was, okay, I identify that here's my unhealthy pattern when I'm feeling hurt by women or people excluding me. What I can see in there is I, that's not my tribe, but I'm still going to honor and celebrate them because that's who I am. And that's what's in my control. So I'll be their greatest cheerleader and I don't expect or need to receive the same from them. You just said it right there. What you just said right there is exactly it. I don't actually need that and I'll be their cheerleader and I choose to put myself in that place. You're right. Power of choice. Always. And there's like this unicorn feel that I think a lot of us more connect with people one-on-one. We'll talk about how we just always kind of feel outside the crowd or outside the circle. So identifying and learning about other women all feeling the same way, it is kind of an internal description of how we feel about ourselves. It's not what other people think about us. It's how we feel about us. So we can change that story. And it doesn't have to be a journey. It can be today. And so the get curious and get creative, there's uh, every single month in the planners, there's personal and professional areas of growth. So you're going to lead from a different area if you're going to be talking about your spirituality and your well-being and your mental health. You're going to probably be in a nurturing state when you're going to navigate having that growth uh, in this month. What can you do in the next 30 days for your mental health or your spiritual well-being? You're going to nurture in a nurture state. You might go to the professional areas of growth and navigate your creative force of marketing and social and how you're going to connect to the community. So from there, you're probably going to be in that leadership place or um, a real creative space and um, connect to that passion and purpose. Of, of the overall brand of what you're trying and the message you're trying to send. So you're just going to try to learn and practice every single month through, there's about 10 categories in personal and professional life to put one planted seed in each box. And then that next 30 days, you're going to water those seeds. And they're realistic for 30 days. They're not big long-term visions. They're simple wins every single month. It becomes your healthy habit. And it always challenges you to grow in all areas of your life versus feeling overwhelmed because you're just planting seeds in one for each box. I like it. We all need the planner. Now, I know I didn't ask you um, earlier about the planner, but I would really love you to tell us the story about how the My Life Planner came to be and where you got the inspiration to do that. So... We took over a business called Rashard's Beauty College. It was my school, my beauty school that I had gone to. And the previous owner had retired. I seen this opportunity to bring in professional and personal development. It was my true passion. Everything from Dale Carnegie, Tony Robbins, uh, con- personal consulting firms through the beauty industry. I just constantly worked with people that inspired me to build systems and structure and foundation and consistency. I I had strong follow through because I sought out these tools. And so I kind of like had the best of a whole bunch of worlds in my heart and and passion through me. And I started a personal development program. And so with that, it kept evolving. And then the Style Academy came and then I kind of 
hit those heavy walls of, you know, who am I and how am I going to keep moving forward in this place? And I broke through that, that role person. I no longer felt connected to who I who I was in titles, I now was a soul person where I had a, a deep understanding of my purpose. And that was to be forced through good for good, connecting through love and compassion while creating memorable experiences. And my personal development program was to create memorable experiences and then pass on those tools on that journey to our students. So they didn't just gain skills in the beauty industry. They now had control to um, move forward past our program in a way that they could achieve success on their own terms, in their own way, in their own story, through healing and identifying what they're bringing into their career and what they want to change. And we were in the office one day, I think we started calling it the little black book and we kept printing it in different ways. We got a big Xerox machine. We kept uh, looking into staples, seeing if we could get removable pages so we could because we kept evolving it just kept growing and evolving and suddenly uh, my coworker in the office she just said we need we need to share this with the world you, you know what this is this is too good to just keep in our you know our walls at the style academy and uh, actually at the the first day I met you I also met Heather Murphy and I, I was my first time speaking from tragedy to triumph for women entrepreneurs. And I seen this big red hair at the back of the back of the room. And I went up to Heather and told her she needed to be my friend. And little did I know she was an incredible artist and graphic designer brand specialist. And I shared with her my vision for my life planner. Somehow I got the domain. It just all happened so serendipity that I I can't even explain I got goosebumps when I was able to just keep seeing this brand come to life and now I get to share it every time I speak or if I see an opportunity with my students we do every two months I do enrollment orientation with it. I use it with my salon and stylist I use it in workshops and then of course retelling it to the world where now I'm going to offer a foundations program that supports the tool and people can get more deeply involved um, emotionally to the product and and why it was created and the journey was created from. Such an inspirational story. What a great way to kind of pull that all together and really shows that there's so much opportunity when we go through these periods of change, right? Yeah, so beautiful. I'm going to definitely put the link to the My Life Planner in the notes. Is there anything else that you would like to share on this topic? Anything else you think the listeners need to hear? Yeah, step four is action. Be consistent, take small actions, celebrate it, and uh, just be genuine and gentle with yourself. Uh, create boundaries. You know, you don't need to accomplish everything in one day or do what others ask of you. You can have that choice. And then after action, ultimately, it's just about playing every day. Learn more, initiate connection. So that follow through of your own actions you control is great. But if you weren't initiating connection to those that inspire you or guide you or, or you just feel called to listen to those little voices that say, you should know this person. 
I think you should call this person and play with it, be unexpected. And those, those experiences will change your life. That's where all the goodness starts. Is that kind of like seeing Heather and her red hair across the room? It was like something told you? I, I had no idea. I was like a magnet. And I had no idea why I was walking up to a stranger in the back of the room after my first keynote I ever, ever given. And we have a special friendship and bond and her artwork on our brought soul to this tool in a way that I could have never imagined, which ultimately makes this product so much greater of a project than what I initiated it to be. Yeah, better than the black, little black book. Is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get you to summarize because for some reason, I as I was taking notes, because I always learn so much from you and I was jotting notes down, I got lost in the, the steps. So could you just do a quick summary of each of the steps? So the five steps so that our audience is really clear on them. So disruption accepted, primarily you're coming connected to your self-awareness. Interrupt unhealthy patterns is step two. And that's where you're really expanding that circle, planning for ideals, and celebrating simple wins. Step three, get curious and creative. You're exploring alter egos and planting seeds monthly in personal and professional areas of growth. And then action. Just consistently commit to small actions every single day and be realistic as well as be gentle. <laughs> and step five, play every day, be unexpected, initiate connection and just enjoy each treasured moment. Beautiful. And there you have it. The identity crisis, five steps to taking your power back. Thank you so much, Candice. Now, before I ask you these closing questions that I have for all of my guests, I'm wondering if you would um, like to tell people where they can connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, MyLifePlanner.ca is the primary business we talked about today. StyleAcademy.ca, we're here in Regina, Saskatchewan, everything, Education Empire, we call, we're actually launching Creative Entrepreneurship Program in January, which I think would identify a lot of uh, people that are following you, Corliss, because you have a great um, following already in the Entrepreneur Connections. And uh, social media, I guess we can take on there because I'll be sharing this through my socials too. Sounds great. Um, and it, just on a personal note, Candice, you know, you talked about that day that you met Heather and that that was the first time that we met as well. And I remember that day so clearly and listening to you speak and tell your story and how you were using it to take back your power truly and that that experience didn't define you. And I remember you telling the story about your parents going through that journey with you. And all I could think of what, as a parent was I want to meet her parents so badly and I wanted to meet you, but I wanted to meet your parents. And then you said, you know, and there's my parents right there. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm heading straight over to meet your parents, which of course led you to come over to us to meet. And it's been nothing but a positive experience every time I've ever had a connection or a conversation with you. I think I'm really impressed with us that we've kept this um, on track because usually our conversations go for a lot longer. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're growing, Candace. <laughs> now the three closing questions. The first one is, is what does leadership mean to you? Oh, uh, leadership to me is staying inspired with infectious energy and growing people. Mm. So good. I completely agree. And the leader kind of goes first too, right? It's like to keep yourself creative and excited and inspired. Now, if there was a book or a podcast that was a real game changer for you, what would you want to recommend? Uh, you know, based on what we talked about today, I would focus on the healing books that I've read through Disruption. And the first one that comes to mind is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. She was, um, that was one of the first ones through my trauma that I'd read that really hit home. And It's Your Time with Joel Osteen was great. And my most recent one was Broken Open. And uh, my naturopath doctor told me about that one. And I was like, how's my naturopath doctor suggesting a book for me? And I read it and I just felt so, I just, it was words I needed to hear. And she obviously knew. So it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't actually know that one, but I've been reading Louise Hay, I bet you, for 10 years. There's there's none of her work that I don't love. So I would also like to um, reiterate that that's definitely a good place to start. Um, okay, the final question. This is a loaded one. Based on all of the highs and all of the lows that you've had in your life, if you could only leave behind one piece of advice, what would it be? It would be to live in gratitude and that life is a gift and remember that every single day. <laughs> I got chills and completely agree. Thank you again so much for taking the time to join us today. Yes, you were wonderful. It truly felt like a conversation with Corliss. <laughs> Get it what you do, girl. Yeah, thanks so much, Candice. Have a great day, everyone. Take good care. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.